the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in, in what part of the country? <laughs> Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. The following program is sponsored by Bible Boot Camp Ministries. This is our pastor, Emily Moss. Welcome to Bible Talk. That number to call. Area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emory Moss. And I wish, I just wish, I could take credit for this whole program. But I cannot. Luke, a man with a biblical name, is in the studio there, pushing the dials. And he's the same one that will take your calls when you call in. All right? But the number is area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Still sticking with my same plan, which is to read through all of the Bible with you. Uh, and so that's what we're doing. And we're still in the book of Genesis. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Even though we're in the book of Genesis, we're not limited to just the content in Genesis. Because in order to understand Genesis, we have to go to other places in the Bible. So I I guarantee you, before we even finish with Genesis, no doubt a subject that is on your mind will come up. This is a program where if you want to deal with the Bible, theology, if you want to deal with hermeneutics, apologetics, whatever is on your mind biblically, this is the place for you. And the number to call is area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. All right. Back here to the book of Genesis. Let's go into this uh, and uh, see how far we get. Now, one thing I'm going to do is uh, when we get to the genealogies, don't worry, all right? I'm not going to read. Uh, Well, one thing, the beautiful thing about the the genealogies, that they absolutely get historical evidence that Genesis is a historical account. I mean, when they start naming the, the births of all of the people that you find, in, uh, especially in uh, Genesis chapter 5, uh, definitely they're letting you know that these people really lived. You don't write fiction 
uh, like this. So we need to realize that. But I will spare you uh, going over all of those begots and begots because they're, they're, uh, they're endless here. However, commentaries will give you more insight into portions there in the genealogy that you might uh, uh, want to under understand. All right. So we're continuing here. We've looked at uh, Genesis chapter 4, okay? Uh, and we're going to start now at uh, uh, Genesis chapter 5, where it says, in Genesis chapter 5 and verse 1, This is the book of the generations of Adam. In the day that God created man, in the likeness of God made he him. Male and female created he them, and blessed them, and called their name Adam in the day when they were created. Okay, very interesting. Okay, name Adam when they were created. And Adam lived 130 years and begot a son uh, in his own likeness after his image and called his name Seth. And the days of Adam after he had begotten Seth were 800 years and he begot sons and daughters. Now listen to this. And all the days that Adam lived were 900. Look, look at this. All the days that Adam lived were 930 years, and he died. Now, I mentioned this before. Notice that here in Genesis, the lifespan of man was long, very, very long. Uh, we don't see anything uh, like this uh, until we get to the millennium, okay, uh, in the book of Revelation, where, and it talks about it in Isaiah as well, where definitely, uh, you know, some people could live all the way during that entire time, okay? So, this is where sin is in the world, but it hasn't taken its full effect. But um, 930 years, and these years, uh, according to the Bible, these years will be visited again in the far distant future during the millennium. Okay? But that's, that's for another lesson, okay? So then, here in uh, Genesis, as we continue to look at it, chapter 5, verse 6, and Seth lived 105 years and begot Enos. So it begins to go down here and gives you a full genealogical count. I mean, all the way from verse 6 to uh, verse uh, 18. They continue to talk about who begot who, okay? And that's good historical information to know, but we're not going to uh, deal with all of that here. Notice, uh, let's catch up with it, in Genesis chapter 5 and verse 20. And all the days of Gerard, okay? were 962 years, and he died. Look at this lifespan. Look at how uh, uh, the lifespan of man was longer back then. Okay? I guess you could say in a sense maybe before sin fully set in or something into mankind. I don't know. But the lifespans were long, and those lifespans returned in, in the future during the 1,000-year millennium. Verse 21, And Enoch lived 65 years and begot Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God. Now, look at this. Look at this. Okay? This is amazing to me. Amazing to me. Genesis chapter 5, verse 22. And Enoch walked with God after he begot Methuselah, 300 years, and begot sons and daughters. Then, and all the days of Enoch were 360 and five years. Then it says this at verse 24. And Enoch walked with God and was not, for God took him. Okay? And Enoch walked with God and he was not, for God took him. What does that mean? What that means is that Enoch did not die. He did not die. Okay? He walked with God and 
uh, and God took him. Evidently, God took him up into heaven from the earth, okay, uh, in his natural body, okay, and since flesh and blood cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven, evidently, Enoch is uh, the first person to have a rapture experience right here in Genesis. Yeah, that's what we're looking at here. Now, of course, another person, if we look at Enoch, another person should come to mind, and that should be Elijah, okay? Went up in a fiery chariot, also alive, okay? So here we see, okay, uh, amazing, and this is why the, the Bible is such a fascinating book to study. Here we see where uh, these are uh, rapture events that happen before the rapture even takes place, okay? Because, of course, it's talked about over in 1 Corinthians 15, 1 Thessalonians uh, uh, 4. But here we see it in the book of Genesis, okay? Where Enoch, basically, uh, he was raptured, and Elijah also was raptured, but he went up with the fiery chariot along with his uh, rapture. And definitely, they went to heaven to be with the Lord, so their natural bodies had to be changed into glorified bodies, okay? Meaning they weren't resurrected, but they were glorified, and uh, went uh, went to heaven, Enoch, because he walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Wow, wow. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible talk with Pastor Emory Moss. So right in Genesis, we see the first example, actually, of uh, the rapture event. Now, a good question is, uh, why did Enoch deserve this great honor? Well, all the Bible tells us in Genesis 5 and 24, and Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Okay, So something, I mean, he had to do something right. I don't know what the Bible doesn't break it down in exactly what it was, but definitely uh, that is an amazing text, and it is a uh, looking into the future of what's going to happen to Christians, Okay, the rapture. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. We're going to go to uh, Mississippi. Uh, caller, you're... Hey, Pastor Moss, this is uh, Jamie. <laughs> Hello? Hello? <laughs> Hello. I'm not sure if I if I'm on the air. I can't hear you, Pastor Moss. I may have to hang up and call you right back because I I can't hear you. Hello. Hello? Okay, I can hear you there. I can hear you now. Can you hear me? Yes, I sure can. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Well, you know, I was in Valdosta, but now I'm in Hattiesburg. My job moved me, so I'm in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, right now. <laughs> so you're just going everywhere. You need to slow I down. Know. I know. I had a question for you, Pastor Moss. So sure. I was having a, dis- a discussion with someone, and you know, in Hebrews chapter one, verse two, when it talks about, you know, in the last uh, in the last days that God's spoken to us through His Son. So you know, I, I, someone was asking me, well, are there other, are there other prophets after Jesus? You know, of course, I know that uh, that that's no, but I, I'm not sure because um, they were trying to demonstrate that there were other people that came after Jesus, you know, in, in Scripture that were called prophets that, that you know, post-dated Jesus. And I'm just wondering, how would you explain, um, you know, Jesus being the last prophet or, you know, or Jesus or God speaking through uh, Son, you know, speaking through the Son in the last day? 
uh, how how that's different than just being quote unquote the last prophet. I mean, I know Jesus, of course, is, is God in flesh, but how would you how would you um, explain those um, verses? Well, what happens is uh, now Hebrews is a very uh, uh, good place to go, especially with the uh, how it uh, deals with the deity of Christ, which is very clear, right? Where it says mm-hmm. uh, that we go to verse uh, two. Hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, and by whom also he made the world. Okay? Uh, and then, uh, the, the key part is, if we go on down, uh, where it says, And again, when he brings in the first begotten into the world, he said, And let all the angels of God worship him. Okay? So definitely proclaiming the deity of Jesus Christ, that he is in fact God. So we have God the Father calling God the Son God. But in terms of the uh, prophets, uh, if we look at Paul's writings, we do find out there is a gift of prophecy that God can uh, use in the New Testament times with people. But in terms of prophets, remember the apostles were the ones who, were, who wrote Scripture in the New Testament. They were the ones mm-hmm. who were guided by the Holy Spirit to write what they wrote. And then we know that apostles even stood in uh, the prophetic office because uh, John, okay, who was an apostle, he wrote the book of Revelation, which is almost it's, all of it's prophetic. Okay? So the bottom mm-hmm. line is that there are no prophets today like there were in the uh, Old Testament, and there are no apostles today like there were in the New Testament. Okay? The, uh, apostolic, there's an apostolic gift, you could say, that missionaries might possess, but no missionary who goes overseas and preaches the gospel is going to write something and put it in the Bible and say it continues. You know, uh, There might be a, a gift of prophecy that God can give to a person uh, where they can uh, 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 tell someone concerning some future event. That can happen, but even that person is not going to write it up and then put it in the Bible and say, here, put this next to Paul. Okay? So we can talk about a gift of prophecy today, if God wills to use someone in that capacity, uh, and then uh, being a missionary, but, n- but definitely there are no prophets like there were in uh, biblical times today. A person calling themselves a prophet is going too far. Okay, so basically, because um, they were trying to demonstrate, well, see, there were other prophets after Jesus. I said, well, the, the thing is, is that they're showing the preeminence of Christ, is that, you know, Jesus, or excuse me, the Father used prophets to speak to people, but at the very end, he saved the sort of the best for last, in a sense, and said, okay, I'm going to speak through my son now. And so I was trying to explain to them that that was what that was. It wasn't so much that God can't use other prophets, but the, the whole preeminence thing is kind of what Hebrews is talking about. So I, I just wanted some clarification of that to make sure I was kind of in the right ballpark with that. So you're asking a real good question, because one thing that is uh, is clear in the text, I mean, without a shadow but out, we know that there were prophets, one guy named Agabus, he had a prophecy that he made, but notice, in the Old Testament, all of the Old Testament was produced by prophets, okay? You talk about mm-hmm. from Moses all the way down to Malachi, right? Zechariah, all these guys were prophets. In the New Testament, not a single prophet produced a New Testament document. That was written by the apostles. God used okay. the apostles in New Testament times just as he used the uh, prophets in Old Testament times. Now, mm-hmm. so what happens is a gift of prophecy, yes. God can do that, but there are no prophets today 
like mm-hmm. uh, that have the same authority as the prophets in the Old Testament. And now, there are no, you got guys calling themselves apostles, okay? Some ladies, too. But there are no, no one who can stand in the same apostolic shoes as the New Testament mm-hmm. folks do. Okay, very good. All right. Thanks a lot, Pastor Moss. I appreciate your input, as always. Well, thank you. It is always wonderful to uh, to hear your voice. God bless you. All right, that number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss, just like Jamie did, you can do the same thing, too. If you have a question, you can call. Regardless of what I'm talking about, don't let that stop you. Give us a call at area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. 9578 to be on the air. Bible talk with Pastor Emily Marsh. We are looking, still looking at the book of Genesis, but of course, going in any direction that uh, you need to go in uh, to uh, uh, help you understand things about the Bible. Take advantage of this program just like Jamie does. That's right. <laughs> and ask a question of your very own. All right. All right. So back to Genesis as we, uh, as we look here. And it gets into some interesting material. And notice how we come to Enoch, and all of a sudden we're looking at what we call now the rapture. Yeah, he walked with God. We don't know why God took him. Actually, we don't. All the Bible says is that he walked with God. Now, many others walked with God, and they weren't necessarily taken into heaven like he was, so why him? Was it because he was more righteous? The Bible doesn't tell us that. It doesn't tell us. But uh, God definitely did it. And it is fantastic to think that that is a foreshadowing of what is going to happen uh, in the rapture of the church. The rapture. He just snatched him. Uh, snatched Enoch, took him up. Okay? No warning, seemingly. And no one put on notice. Okay? He just went in the twinkling of an eye. Okay? That is going to happen. There are a lot of foreshadowing of events in Genesis and in the Old Testament before we get to the New. It is absolutely amazing. Number to call, area code 866. 423 9578, area code 866 423 9578. To be on the air, Bible talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Now, let's have some fun. That's right. Let's go into some difficult passages and see what we can do with them. Um, uh, we're looking still at this genealogy in Genesis chapter 5 as it goes down in verse, uh, it's talked about Enoch in verse 24, Methuselah. And verse 25, lived 180 and seven years and begot Lamech. And then uh, it talks about all the days of Methuselah were 969 years and he died, right? Then uh, in verse 28, Genesis 5, 28, and Lamech lived 180 and two years and begot a son and he called his name Noah, saying, This same shall comfort us concerning our work and the toil of our hands because of the ground which the Lord hath cursed. Wow. So here we see echoes of what happened back uh, 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 when they sinned in the Garden of Eden here in Genesis, right? So uh, they're working off of that, uh, that uh, outstanding uh, historical event, okay? All right, then it says, uh, verse 30, Genesis 5:30, and Lamech lived after he begot Noah, 590 and five years, and begot sons and daughters, and all the days of Lamech were 770 and seven years, and he died. Okay, these are long periods of time. How would I look 
at 700 something. I'm not even gonna. Sister Marcia is laughing at me right now. She's laughing at me right now. And Noah was 500 years old. And Noah begot Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Wow, at 500. So Noah here comes on the scene. Now, chapter six. Chapter six gets interesting. Gets interesting. Okay? Uh, something here needs to be understood. As we look at Genesis chapter 6 and verse 1, And it came to pass that when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, okay, here we go, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. Uh. And the Lord said, my spirit shall not always strive with man, okay? for that he also is flesh. Yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. What in the world is this talking about? Look at it again. Genesis chapter 6, verse 1. And it came to pass, when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose, just choosing these wives, okay? And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. So you can see here that when, the, when uh, these uh, sons of God come on the scene, okay, and they choose wives of, who, who, of whoever they wanted, okay, uh, doesn't seem that it was something that was pleasing in God's eyesight, and we see that the lifespan of man was lessened. Now, to you and I, this isn't, uh, uh, you know, this is a, a lot of years. But back then, when you're living 900 years, it says, in his days shall be 120 years. Wow, that is a real subtraction, right? So, now, the question becomes, even in biblical scholarship, right, where it says in verse 2, the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair. They took them wives of all which they chose. Okay? And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, but that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. Okay? Who were these men? Okay? Who were these men? Or maybe these aren't men. Huh. Think about it. Verse 4. There were giants in the earth in those days. Giants. And also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men, of, mighty men which were of old, men of renown. There were giants in the earth in those days. Also, after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and bare children to them, the same became mighty men, which were of old, men of renown. Now, the first question is, who in the world are these uh, uh, guys here on the scene who are uh, calling themselves the sons of God? Okay? There were giants in the earth in those days also after that, when the sons of God came unto the daughters of men. Who are these sons of God? There are two places that the Bible and theology take us in understanding this. One was to say that these were uh, just men. 
the deeper men, sons of God, as men. The other view is that they were angelic beings, okay? Angelic beings, or fallen angelic, and then in that sense, fallen angelic beings. Which do you think is the correct answer? Okay, verse 4, there were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that when the sons of God came in under the daughters of men, and they bare children unto them, the same became mighty men, which were men, which were of old, men of renown. Okay? If you have an opinion on this, okay, something you know, you can help us. Can you tell us who are the sons of God in Genesis chapter 6 and verse 4? Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Now, that's the kind of stuff you get into when you deal with the book of Genesis. Genesis isn't playing. It's a, a heavy book, and this is the first book of the Bible. A lot of things here to understand, and glad to hear your opinion on it. Now, I love discussions like this because, first of all, it has nothing, absolutely anything to do with heresy. Whatever you believe about the uh, sons of men uh, is, is not going to necessarily, uh, you know, impact on your salvation. But it will tell us something about your exegesis in terms of uh, interpreting the Bible. So if you want to comment on it, you can. Uh, uh, these uh, sons of God, who are they? Right? Who are they? Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. If you're on the air Bible talk with Pastor Henry Moss, we'd like to take a break. When we come back, I'll tell you what I think. You tell me what you think. We'll be right back. Meet Tim. Hey, what's up? He's the person you hired for your digital marketing strategy. And when he's done battling aliens on his PS5 in his parents' basement, I'm sure he'll get right to work. Now, meet the team at Salem Surround. What's up? Over 200 digital media strategists with all the current digital tools, resources, and training bringing your business the real results you need. These are the people who are passionate about your marketing success and will work 24-7 to deliver customers to you and your business. So, Tim. Yes, level 12. I'm going to be here all night. Or the team at Salem Surround. Why trust your digital marketing to one person when you can hire a whole team? Nationwide exposure, experience, and expertise. Let our team of experts focus on your digital marketing strategy so you can focus on your business. It's an easy decision. To learn more about Salem Surround or for a free, no-obligation digital audit, visit us at surrounddetroit.com. Dr. Charles Stanley. When God says, I love you, there are no buts, no ands, no ifs, no wherefores or therefores. It is the nature of God to love. It is absolutely everlasting and eternal, unceasing, unchanging. Hear the series, Liberated to Love, this week on In Touch with Dr. Charles Stanley. Listen to In Touch, weekday afternoons at 1230. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. 
We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. Download the free Radio.com app at the Apple Store or Google Play to listen to WLQV, FM 92.7, and AM 1500 Faith Talk Detroit. Anytime, anywhere, hear the very best in local and national Bible teachings and preaching from ministry leaders across the Motor City and around the country. Discover engaging faith-based programs, inspiring sermons, Christian talk, and local sports on WLQV, FM 92.7, and AM 1500. Stream Faith Talk Detroit live on Radio.com today. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Moss and Sister Moss. Sister Moss wants to tell you about the Apologetics Conference that's coming up here in uh, October. What about it, Sister Moss? Well, I'll be more than happy to share that information, Pastor. But first, I'd just like to greet our listening audience uh, tonight, and uh, thanks so much for tuning in to this broadcast, Bible Talk. Uh, we appreciate you lending your ear to it, and hopefully you being blessed by it tonight. Yes, I definitely want to uh, 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 admonish you to come out and be a part of the upcoming, the upcoming Boot Camp Apologetic Conference. That's coming up on October the 30th, the day before, quote-unquote, so-called Halloween. <laughs> and I tell you, the topic that he's going to be dealing with, I mean, that's, that's, I'm glad he has that topic, especially since, the, since Halloween is the very next day. But the conference is going to be dealing with, um, the topic is dealing with the devil. Dealing with the devil, witchcraft, Ouija boards. Uh, is it okay to buy for apples? Is it okay to celebrate Halloween? Uh, what about astrology? Um, all these different things he will be uh, expounding upon coming this October, the 30th once again. Uh, we've had several apologetic conferences so far. This will be the third one. So once again, we invite you to come out and be a part of it. It's October the 30th. The time is from 10 to 1230. 10 to 1230. There is a small fee, $20, $20 per person. And this includes your material as well as a, um, uh, have a, 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 a refreshments, uh, that will be served afterwards. But we just invite you once again to come out and be a part of this. Uh, tell your neighbors, tell your friends, uh, slap the date up on your refrigerator, write it, on, write it down somewhere, strips of paper, whatever you need to do to remember this date, October the 3rd. We need to know how to deal with the devil because the devil knows how to deal with us. <laughs> <laughs> so we need to know how to deal with him and how to be effective uh, when it comes to dealing with the devil. So once again, it's October 3rd. Where will that be? Strictly Biblical at 10709 Grand River. Strictly Biblical, 10709 Grand River, Detroit, Michigan. 
And we're sandwiched right between I-96 and Oakland uh, Boulevard. And it is a mask event. It is a mask event. And uh, we're just trying to do, um, uh, try to be as safe as possible, you know, having these um, uh, these apologetic conferences. And so, once again, you need to have a mask. If you don't have one, you know what? We have plenty on hand. Also, prior to entering the building, you will have your temperature taken. Um, and so, um, once again, we're trying to keep it as safe as possible. So, I uh, invite you to come out and be a part of that October the 30th. And you just got a few more weeks. And uh, hopefully, we'll see you there. God bless. All right. Well, thank you so much for that. I definitely look forward to seeing you as we deal with spiritual warfare on uh, that particular occasion. So, uh, God bless her. And, uh, and thank all of you. And uh, we'll just be looking forward to uh, uh, seeing you there at the uh, Spiritual Warfare Conference. All right. Uh, number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss, looking at the book of Genesis, and what about these giants that are talked about in Genesis chapter 6, verse 4? There were giants in the earth in those days. And also, after that, when the sons of God came unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. Now, there are two ways that uh, people have went with this. One is there are those who believe that these are uh, fallen angelic beings who came down to the earth and uh, had a sexual relationship with these women uh, uh, and, you know, causing problems in terms of doing that, right, um, and corrupting the earth. That's one view. That's one view. The other view is that they were simply men, okay, men of great stature, okay. There were giants in the earth in those days, but they weren't fallen angelic beings or anything like that. So those are the two sides uh, that, uh, that are considered here in explaining uh, what, uh, what we're looking at. Now, in terms of myself, hmm, where do you think I side on? Well, I side on the side which says there were giants in the earth in those days. I believe these were men. I do not believe they were fallen angels. Yeah, I don't think that's the case at all. Uh, now, if they were fallen angels, then they would have to have been uh, uh, evil angels, all right? Uh, having been kicked out of heaven. But uh, in terms of it, that already happened, okay? That already happened. So uh, I think the best interpretation here is that we're looking at men, okay? Now, some would say, if we look at Genesis 6 and 4, there were giants in the earth in those days, and after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, where it says they're called sons of God. All right, and so, as always... Uh, if, if we're going to be fair in an interpretation of Scripture, we must present both sides. Okay? Now, I uh, don't agree with the other side. I don't think it's heresy, necessarily, but I don't think that it is uh, true biblically. Because, first of all, we find that they are called the uh, sons of God. Now, some have said, well, the angels are called the sons of God. Now, now you're right. Angels are called the sons of God. Uh, but just because angels are called the sons of God does not mean that, that, uh, that that's what's happening here. 
Okay? Because also, men can be called the sons of God. Let me show you what we mean. If you go to Job chapter 1 and verse 6, it says, Now, there was a day when the sons of God, look at this, this is Job 1 and 6. Now, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also amongst them. Who was Satan? A fallen angel. Okay? Uh, by the name of Lucifer, not his name anymore. In fact, we need to realize, Lucifer, the devil never should be called Lucifer. Lucifer meant, okay, in the Hebrew, bright morning star. Nothing bad about it at all, okay? Nothing bad about it at all. But when, when, the, when the devil fell, okay, when the devil fell, he's no longer Lucifer. He is the devil. He is Satan. So, so we need to recognize and realize that. Uh, so here, though, well, we, we see something very fascinating, right? Over in uh, Job chapter 1, verse 6. Now, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also amongst them. So here, back in the time of Job, even though the devil had been kicked out of heaven, still he was allowed to come before God and make accusations, him and some of the angels that fell with him. Okay? Yeah. That actually is, is what we see happening. And then look at verse 7. Now, no longer did he have his position anymore as, um, uh, as an angel. Okay? Uh, he's a, 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 a Satan, a demon, along with and the angels that follow him the same way. Notice here it says in verse 7, And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down in it. Okay? So Satan was allowed as well as other uh, uh, fallen angels, to come before God and to challenge him, so to speak. God was allowing spiritual warfare, okay, which ultimately would lead to the deliverance of mankind. But that is what is happening here, right? So the sons of God, so that means uh, the, the, the devil no doubt leading them, along with these other angels that had fallen, all right? So we, can, so we see then, that definitely the term sons of, uh, of, uh, sons of, uh, of, of God, sons of God can be applied, no doubt about it. Sons of God can be applied to angels. Okay? It can be applied to angels. We see that also in uh, Job chapter 38. We see the same thing. Job 38 and 6, where it says there, uh, where, where here God is challenging Job, right? He's challenging Job, and he says, Whereupon, whereupon are thy foundations thereof fashioned? Or who laid the cornerstone thereof? Okay? And so, because of Job, of course, just wondering, he doesn't, he doesn't understand God. Okay? Why God is bringing him through all the trials he's going through. And, uh, and God says, uh, if I told you, you wouldn't understand. It's too deep for you. Right? Just trust in me, right? But here, he's talking to Job, and he says, in uh, Job 38 and 7, when the morning stars sang together, and all the sons of God shouted for joy. The sons of God here is referencing angel, angels. Okay? The innocents are the sons of God, the created sons of God. Right? So definitely we have no problem with the fact that the angels can be called sons of God. That's true. Okay? However, also men can be called sons of God as well. Okay? They can be called sons of God as well. And often those on the other side who think that what we're talking about here were uh, uh, fallen angels or angelic beings don't recognize the fact that over in Hosea chapter 1, verse 10, right? Hosea 1, verse 10, where uh, 
we look at, uh, we start at verse 10, Hosea 1 and 10, where the prophet says this, Yet the number of the children of Israel shall be as the sand of the sea, which cannot be measured for nor numbered. And it shall come to pass that in the place where it was said unto them, You are not my people, there it shall be said unto them, You are the sons of the living God. Okay? Notice, okay? notice, you are the sons of the living God. Yes, just like angels can be called the sons of God, okay? so uh, men okay, can be called the sons of God. You and I now are sons of God through Jesus Christ, okay? through Jesus Christ. So, in other words here, we need to see that there's two options. These are either uh, angels, and from, from what they're doing here, it would be wickedness, if we're talking about what happened in Genesis, or it could be talking about men. I believe the correct interpretation is men, because as far as we know, angelic beings have no procreative activity that they can have with, uh, with, with human women. Okay? We just don't see that in the Bible at all. Okay? And so no doubt that the uh, sons uh, here, that the sons of God are talking about men, okay? human beings. Okay, uh, so uh, just wanted to go over that. That's something that you will confront, and that's a question that you uh, will have to answer if you're teaching through Genesis, because it's out there. Uh, that particular uh, theology and that particular teaching is out there. Number to call, area code 866-423-9588. Going to take a break, and we'll be right back. This is Daryl Wood. By now, you've all heard me talk about my pillow and how it has literally changed the way I sleep. The pillows don't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape, and they're made in the USA. For a limited time, Mike is offering his premium my pillows for his lowest price ever. You can get a queen premium my pillow for $29.98, regularly $69.98. That's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, $29.98 for a queen size premium go to mypillow.com and click on the radio listeners square and use the promo code run to win you will also get deep discounts on all my pillow products including the giza dreams bed sheets the my pillow mattress topper and my pillow towel sets or call 800-919-5912 800-919-5912 800 and use the promo code run to win at checkout for the best night's sleep in the whole wide world visit mypillow.com Chris McCourtney, team leader at Salem, Detroit, and Salem Surround, the fastest-growing digital ad agency in southeastern Michigan for sure. We've leveraged our long history here in Detroit and need great people with big goals and big ideas to help our partners get to their goals for 2021. Call or text me at 248-765-4388, and let's connect. We'll talk about excellence in executing for our multimillion-dollar clients and our SMBs, too. We're looking for leaders who want to grow with a fast-paced company. Selling experience is preferred but not required. Leadership and a hunger to be the best, that's not optional. We've got a solid, successful team, and we're looking to get even better. Is that you? Call or text me at 248-765-4388. That's 248-765-4388. Salem Surround is an equal opportunity employer. This is Life Issues with Brad Mattis, president of Life Issues Institute. 
October is Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month, a time to focus on grief resulting from deaths of infants or unborn babies by either miscarriage or abortion. Our friends at Life Perspectives have a free toolkit for healthcare professionals. People in emergency rooms, healthcare systems, social workers, nurses, doctors, or those working in pro-life pregnancy help centers. Among other things, the toolkit includes accredited courses, research, and grief counseling, and also for anyone impacted and those who love them. Pastors who do grief counseling can benefit. Pregnancy loss affects more people than we can imagine, and offering these tools to assist them through their grief is a good first step forward. Visit lifeissues.org and click on the microphone icon for details. Like us on Facebook at Life Issues and stay informed, more informed than you've ever been. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air Bible talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. We've got a caller on the line. How you doing, sir? Hey, how you doing, Pastor Moss? <clears throat> Great. Thank you for calling. Yeah. Just wanted to add a few things to what you're saying about the, the Nephilim and, uh, you know, these characters that we see in, in Genesis, um, you know, right before the flood here, as, as evil was increasing on the earth. Uh, you know, a number of other scriptures where, where humans or, or where men are called the sons of God, you know, Luke chapter 3, at the, at the end of the genealogy, we see Adam being the son of God in Romans 8, you know, um, the, the creation that's in zoning waits for the revealing of the, the children of God or the sons of God. Um, but it's okay, also, I, I commend you on your exegesis. Did. Yeah. What's that? I said, I commend you on your exegesis. You're doing a great job. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's, uh, but it's also something that I think was done historically along with, along with um, some of the other things we see in the passage here. Because it says, the sons of the gods saw the daughters of man were attractive, and they took as their wives any they chose. Now, in in the book of Samuel, right before Saul enters the scene, um, God tells the people, God tells Samuel, you know, they didn't reject you as their leader, they rejected me. And you better warn them, this guy, when you put put a guy on the throne of Israel, he's going to take your men, he's going to make them soldiers, he's going to take your your daughters and make them housemaids, and he's going to take your best fields, and he's going to take your donkeys, and he's going to take your all your stuff, and he's going to say, it's all my stuff now, you know? And uh, he uh, doesn't say specifically he's going to take your daughters as wives, but we do see, you know, any that they, any that they choose, but we certainly see that happen with the kings of Israel. Um, you know, David did it, and Solomon did it, and, you know, like, uh, and, you know, mm-hmm. so many of these guys had so many wives. Um, and, <laughs> so it, and it's certainly something that can be seen throughout history. These kings or leaders just have massive harems, and they take all these women and say, I should have all these women, you know? And so it's yep. something that we see people do. If angels did it, this is the only place we ever heard of them doing it. But we see, we've but, seen know, it throughout I, history. I, this is something that they did, you know? I, would, uh, I, agree, so much, next, I, I agree so much yeah. with what you said if you wrote a book, I'd sign it. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to thank you for your comment, right. though. Uh, so, yeah, I appreciate your call, man. Yeah, I think you hit it out the park. Okay, yeah. All right. Well, appreciate and just about call. the giants, like, it, that's often who people look to as leaders. It's like tall guys. It's like Saul. What do they say? He's the head taller than everybody else. So were, right. these, were these angels or half angels, or were they just men that people looked and said, oh, they can be their leaders, and then they, 
and then those guys took advantage of it, you know? Well, they could just have just, 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 like you're saying, they could have just been big men just like Goliath was with no kind of demonic yeah. or spiritual thing about it, yeah. but just science in there. Or, you're right, it could be talking about the stature they have in terms of uh, their, their, uh, their being, being the kind of ruthless folks they were. So, yeah, I think you're, you're on the mark with this one, my friend. Appreciate your call. Okay, thanks, Dr. Moss. All right, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I, I think he's got something there, right? Verse 4, uh, here in Genesis chapter 6, verse 4, there were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, they bare children unto them. The same became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. Okay? Okay? But that doesn't mean, because they were renowned, that they were good, right? Verse 5, and God saw that the wickedness of man, right here when it says man, now, notice here how uh, we're, we're looking at an example of biblical interpretation, where you pull out from the text rather than put something in it. Here, in verse 5, in Genesis 6 and 5, it seems to clearly identify these giants as men. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, not some kind of angelic beings, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Wow. Okay, this is what's happening, and uh, the, the caller we just had took all the thunder out of it because he, he sped us along our way, right? Which says, because of this, okay, and notice God allows choice, just like he's allowing choice today. You have, right now, in this dispensation, uh, humanity has a choice to either accept God or not, accept Jesus Christ or not, okay? And so that's the only way you can have true love is to allow choice. Okay? And, but it says here in verse 6, And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man, nothing to do with angels here, whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, and the creeping thing, and the fowls of the air, for he repented me that I have made them. Wow. Okay. Now, when it said repeated, it's not like God changed his mind. All he's saying basically here is it grieves him okay, that he made him. Okay? He grieved him. But it is a part of his plan, right? A part of God's plan is to create beings with the ability to choose. Remember, in order for there to be true love, unless you want some kind of a love robot, people have to choose to want you. And righteousness is something that has to be chosen as well. So we see the, the same theme traveling throughout the Bible, right? So, verse 7 again, And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I created from the face of the earth. This is Genesis 6 and 7. From the face of the earth, both man and beast, and the creeping thing, and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. And Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Okay? But Noah found grace. Notice that key. It didn't say, okay, I don't want to make anybody upset, but he didn't say Noah found the law. No, he found grace. Okay? By grace you're saved. Not of works, at least any man should boast. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Okay? Then it goes on to say, these are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man, and perfect in his generations. And Noah walked with God. And Noah begot three sons, Shem, Ham, and Jephthah. Okay? So we see Noah is on the scene, right? As Genesis moves right along here. The earth also was corrupted before God. The earth was filled with violence. 
And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. I wonder, have you ever thought about it? As God looks at our earth today, our world today, I wonder what he thinks concerning us. Where are we on the corruption scale with all the transgender stuff going on? Homosexual pastors getting married and, and pastoring churches and people don't know what sex they are and all the killing that's going on. Where are we? Where are we at okay, in this scenario, right? Here, verse 11, And the earth also was corrupted before God, and the earth was filled with violence. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt. For all flesh has corrupted his way upon the earth. Notice how God waits for evil okay, and ungodliness to reach a certain threshold before he acts. Okay? Yes, a merciful God. He lets it happen, but judgment is coming. Judgment is coming, right? So it says here in verse 13, And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me. Okay? For the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Wow. Okay? Look at those two verses again together. Okay? In the last moments of our program. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt. What do you think God is seeing now as he looks upon this earth? Uh, where we are. Where we're at. What do you think he's saying about it? And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me. For the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Here we're seeing a forecast of the future. Okay? God must judge sin. And as he judged sin uh, in Genesis, Sodom and Gomorrah, as he judges sin in Genesis here with the flood, he will judge. He will judge this dispensation that we're in. Yes, yes, because we are waiting for Jesus to come back, but also we know that tribulation is coming. Tribulation is coming. The world must be punished for its evil, okay, just as it was in the Bible. Okay? But good news, just as grace was shown to Noah, Grace now is shown to anyone who wants it through the death and the suffering of Jesus Christ. His blood was shed so that all of us could be free. In fact, if you've confessed him as your personal Savior, your name is already written in heaven regardless of what you've done. Okay? Wow. And so what we're seeing here is kind of like the motif of the Bible, right? That uh, definitely... Uh, sin has to be dealt with in order for us to be able to enjoy a relationship with our with God and with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Right? So, uh, destruction is about to come, and it says in verse fourteen, "Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Room shalt thou make in the ark, and shall pitch it within and without with pitch." All right. So we're going to stop right there, right there, as a. Uh, we're looking at the all-important book, the book that started it all, started everything, which is the book of Genesis. Now, I will not be going into the uh, genealogies. I'm focusing mostly here on anything that's difficult to help you Sunday school teachers to know how to answer 
uh, when people ask questions of you uh, of it, and to get to the things in here which minister to our souls as we continue to see the, uh, I would say, uh, as we look at Genesis and the Old Testament, the gospel in the Old Testament, until we get to the gospel in the New Testament. Fascinating, fascinating journey. And you're on this journey with me. Now remember, all you've got to do is call. If you have questions, they can be on my topic or off of it. It doesn't matter. As long as we're talking about the Bible, we're doing exactly what that we need to do, is to deal with the Word of God. Always, your questions are welcome. You can call in at area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air with me. And remember, if you enjoy this radio program, if you like listening to it, you want to continue to hear it, we need the support to come from you. Send that support to P.O. Box 05877, P.O. Box 05877, Detroit, Michigan, 48205. Make out those checks to Bible Boot Camp Ministries. We'd appreciate hearing from you very, very much. That is what keeps this program going. Now, some of you might want to get your questions ready ahead of time. Write them down. So as soon as I get on the air and open up those phone lines, you'll be able to call us. Definitely, we appreciate that. Uh, and really want to thank Luke in uh, uh, there in the studio there, keeping this program going as he does, talking to all you callers. And uh, remember, you can call on this program anytime. It does not stop my flow at all. Because any topic, as long as it's on the Bible, apologetics, Christian living, is welcome here on the Bible Talk program. Okay, We appreciate you coming. Look for many of you in our listening audience to show up uh, on uh, October 30th for our uh, apologetics conference, Okay, apologetics boot camp, I call it, where we're uh, training Christians as best we can how to defend the faith against the attacks that come against it, right? Uh, and as we defend the faith, we show love first, then we tell them about Jesus. All right. Well, my time has run out. God bless you. I want to thank all of you. We'll see you next time. Sponsored by Bible Bootcamp Ministries. Monday on Truth For Life. Alistair Begg looks at one of the reasons leadership is difficult, especially within the church. Why do we resist change when we are on the receiving end of it? Well, one reason is because we didn't initiate it and we don't own it. We'll hear a message titled, Tackling Opposition to Change. Join us Monday on Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Alistair Begg, weekday mornings at 8.30 on FM 92.7 and AM 1500, Faith Talk, Detroit. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.